Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is the editor of the Weekly Standard, Bill Crystal. And Bill, I snuck through my sources at the NSA, and I've snagged the uh, tomorrow's uh, editorial before it even hits. And I've already read it, and I want you to know I've turned, you, I've turned it over to the authorities. Well, it sounds like you got us from the authorities, and you've turned it over to the authorities. <laughs> That's really reassuring. I, yeah, You're on top of everything. I do hope. I hope the NSA is monitoring things more important than uh, the advanced copies of my draft editorials, but I'm glad well, they're sharing them with you. Well, it's you know? interesting. As I read this, I happen to be in Boston, and the Republicans are in town talking about their strategy for the future for victory. Chris Christie and the gang are all up here. And I think this your editorial is excellent reading because you offer a workable strategy on Obamacare that doesn't require either hardcore opponents to abandon their principles or for people who are afraid of a fight to have to jump out and take on the lions mano a mano. I try to argue that Republicans do have a chance to delay important parts of Obamacare, at least, this September. Uh, and that's a big thing. If they can put off the individual mandate, put off the exchanges, those are really the core elements of Obamacare. They're both deeply problematic. The individual mandate is both complicated, and of course Obama's already suspended the employer mandate, so why not the individual mandate? Uh, the exchanges look like a mess in 10 different ways, including security and privacy concerns. So I think putting those off is a very, not very doable, at least is a, is a, is a, you can make a serious run at it this September, try to attach it to the continuing resolution, put a lot of pressure on the Democrats, uh, at least it highlights those issues. Obviously, ultimately, it's got to be repealed and replaced. Uh, the good news, I don't mention this in the editorial, but I, I, I think I know this, that um, serious people on the Hill and, and actually the Republican governors, too, Association are working, some of the couple of the Republican governors are working on a, a pretty comprehensive replacement bill. There have been Republican bills before that would reform the health care system in a direction different from Obamacare. There have been plenty of articles written, obviously, about how to do that. But I think there actually may be an actual piece of legislation early in the new year that would um, avoid the problem. Obama's only good talking point anymore, he can't really defend any much of Obamacare, his only good talking point is, well, what do the Republicans have to replace it? And I think if that piece drops in after delaying parts of Obamacare, Republicans could be in a, very, in, in a strong position in 2014. Well, you're forgetting the other argument, Bill, which is, hey, it's the law, sit down and shut up. Or as you quote, you quote Kathleen Sebelius, it was passed, signed three years ago, upheld by the Supreme Court. The president was reelected. It's the law of the land. So that's it. We're done. Move along. Nothing to see here. Yeah, as I say in the editorial, sorry. You know, I mean, I <laughs> thought it was a free country. I thought we're allowed to try to change the law if we don't like it. And if evidence shows that it's not working well. I mean, I think the big advantage for people like me and like you and me, we don't have to be shown that Obamacare you know, isn't working the way President Obama promised. We don't have to be convinced that it's a bad law. It goes against all of our principles of, of government and, and of public policy and, and really almost of a free society. But I think there are a fair number of people in the middle who, you know, if the thing were working well, they might say, okay, I had my doubts, but, you know, maybe it's better off after all. I think those people are gettable now on the delay argument. They, they, they look around and they see all these problems. They see Congress exempting itself or, or fixing its own exemption in a way that no one else gets to uh, have it fixed um, uh, in terms of being in the exchanges and having these subsidies. And they think this thing is a mess. So I think it's a real chance not just to maintain the edge that the opponents of Obamacare do have over the supporters. That's been pretty consistent in the polls. But even to increase that edge by saying, hey, you know, whatever you might have thought two, three years ago, maybe you were open to the idea, um, this isn't working. And then the key will be, obviously, to come up with a replacement and strongly make the case for real conservative reform of the health care system. 
uh, make that case through 2014 and, of course, 2015-16. I really think this could this could play out well. God knows there are a lot of tricky things to navigate along the way. Uh, it's not going to be easy holding Republicans together. It's not going to be easy executing a sort of tactical, tactically skilled uh, fight against Obamacare to delay it and uh, and obviously defund it, which would happen if you delayed it, uh, you know, in the House and then getting the Senate to go along. I mean, these things aren't going to be easy. You might lose certain of the fights, but even having the fight, even if at the end of the day, Republicans can't delay it as much as I hope or as much of it as I hope, uh, having the fight, highlighting the problems and saying, hey, we're the party that tried to save us from this, that tried to save you from this mess. That's a good message in 2014 as well. But you also make the point, and this is, I, I'm very frustrated, and uh, you mentioned the Obamacare advocates are not trying to persuade anyone to their side. Their attitude really is just, well, we got it, ha, ha, ha. I, I think Republicans who are focused on, can we end Obamacare next Thursday, are missing the, the opportunity to do work that needs to be done. The American people are prepared to be persuaded. We've got to be in the persuasion business, and if the Obamacare advocates are going to abandon persuasion and simply go on political brute force, then we should pick that up and say, you know what, it's almost a good thing that we've got delay versus repeal because we get to spend a year reminding people the principles we believe in that are not reflected in this bill, showing how things aren't working, making the case intellectually for this is why you should be on our team opposing Obamacare, and then when the time comes around to whatever, replace it, gut it, then you've got a team of people who've been persuaded. I don't think Republicans are doing near, nearly enough persuasion, Bill. I very much agree with that. I think that's generally been a problem. Romney thought he could win the presidency without persuading people of anything much beyond the fact that Obama, uh, the economy wasn't very good and Obama's policies weren't working very well. There's very little attempt to say, wait a second, we have a bunch of policies. It's not just back to 2008, as Bill Clinton said. Uh, we, we have financial better financial uh, reform policies, better health care reform policies, better tax reform. It's absolutely essential. I mean, people will not, you know, something always beats nothing, right? You need to give people an alternate vision. It can be a bold vision. It can be a more conservative vision even. This is not a council of, 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 of uh, excessive moderation or pulling one's punches, quite the contrary. But you do need to have a positive alternative vision. I think there's some good What's funny is that there's a lot going on in the magazines, on talk radio. There are a lot of people, I think, with good ideas and good instincts and good formulations. The political leaders haven't picked it up much. I'm hopeful that some of the candidates will do it. Some of the younger Republicans will pick it up in this next cycle. But uh, you can look at the House and the Senate, and with really rather few exceptions, you sort of wonder, where, where is the energy, where is the intellectual leadership of the party? Well, uh, here in uh, Boston, as I mentioned, they're having Republican confab, and the entire conversation has been reduced to... Chris Christie versus Rand Paul, which seems like a very narrow conversation three years out of a presidential race when you've got a lot of people with a lot of ideas like Marco Rubio and Bobby Jindal, just to name two. And I think if I were giving advice to either of them, I would say they should start articulating. I mean, Paul, to his credit, I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but to his credit, he does try to articulate a vision for the party, and I think he's been pretty bold. Christie, whom I actually am probably closer to on most issues than Paul, he, I mean, he's getting himself reelected governor, so he gets to do that until November. But at that point, if he wants to make the transition from an impressive governor of New Jersey to a real possible leader of the party, he's going to have to 
give speeches with serious ideas. I mean, people know that governors are pretty good presidential candidates, Reagan, George W. Bush, Clinton, but all three of those people had national agendas when you think about it. They, they really didn't run, I was a great governor of California, I was a great governor of Arkansas, I was a great governor of Texas, they were okay governors, but actually that was not much of the national conversation when they were running. It was the Reagan's vision, obviously was distinctive, Clinton had a new democratic vision, even Bush, a little less so, but he had that compassionate conservative right. vision that was a little different from Gingrich and DeLay. So, um, and a little different from his dad as well. So you do need, uh, you know, you need to have that presidential level uh, of argument. And I think that's the question I would ask the, everyone from Rand Paul and Ted Cruz to Chris Christie and, and Scott Walker and all the other people who, who think they're running. Um, you know, they've got to start laying that out. They don't have to do it now, but I think health care is one area where in addition to saying uh, delay and defund Obamacare, they can say, and here's where I want to go. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. I look forward to reading the editorial in the magazine. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.